Hey everyone, I just want to remind you to make sure you check out the awesome people over at Anchor.fm. Of course, it is a great place for you to host your own podcast. And guess what? One of the cool parts is that it's totally free. Yeah, that's right, free. There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your computer or even your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many others. Trust me, it's so easy. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys want to get in on it, make sure you download the free Anchor app or just simply go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, guys? It's yours truly, Connor K. Okay, Fabe here. On this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast, we're going to take a look at Double or Nothing. An interesting little note that Cody Rhodes had about smashing the throne at the Double or Nothing show. What did it truly mean? And his interesting statements towards Triple H and WWE. Brizongo, officially part of NXT. The details on that. Who truly attacked Roman Reigns? The theories, the speculation, and the big theory that's going around, including... Who might be facing Roman Reigns at SummerSlam in about a week's time? Marty Skrull, could he be going over to AEW sooner rather than later? WWE 2K20's teaser trailer just dropped. I'm going to give you guys reasons why I might be skipping this year's 2K release. WWE SmackDown cancels a ton of house shows over the weekend and why in particular it's very scary. Is Goldberg still going to face Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam? The latest on that. Huge news on AEW's first TV show, including including championship gold and some prize appearances. All this and maybe some other stuff in between on this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. And now, OK Faye presents the Random Wrestling Podcast. I have been waiting a long time to say these words, and I'm going to say them right here, right now, tonight. Your number one source for all pro wrestling talk with a comedy twist. Where the hell did Randy Orton come from? He snapped the metal crutch in half. Hey, in the Miz, how you doing, man? Good to see you. All right, yeah, you wear your little thing. You're looking like a blind nun. All right, hey, do me a favor. Park the rock truck. What's going on, everybody? It's yours truly, Connor A.K. Okay, babe, here. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for tuning back in the show. It is episode 93 of the Random Wrestling Podcast, your source. Latest news, rumors, gossip headlines in the world of professional wrestling. You guys know me. I'm Connor A.K. Okay, babe. And hopefully we got everything all straightened away from that insanity that was the uh, the OK Fape show this Friday that just happened to uh, cut off during Raw and SmackDown because apparently it did not want me to talk about Raw and SmackDown so much. So thank you guys for tuning in. We got everything straight away, got everything fixed, and thank you guys so much for tuning in. Kind of a slower week in the week of uh, wrestling news, but of course we do have, of course, stuff to talk about in between. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about, about Roman Reigns, uh, the Who Done It attack on SmackDown Live and uh, how we think that's going to play out. We're going to talk a little bit about SummerSlam, talk a little bit about the 2K20 trailer uh, that was leaked a day before the official uh, release. It was supposed to come out tomorrow. It came out early today. You guys blew me up on social media. I did see it. I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on it. Um, as far as a trailer goes, it's probably one of the better ones they've done. But again, as I mentioned at the beginning of this whole thing, I actually might be skipping getting 2K this year. I'll tell you guys why a little bit later on. Uh, of course, if you guys love to hear your thoughts on everything, uh, in the comment section here on the chat live right here on youtube.com slash okfaber. And of course, wherever you guys download major audio podcasting platforms, of course, we got Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. You guys can check us out on there. Uh, if you guys are new to the channel, hit that sub button, of course. If you guys want to help support the stream, help it grow even further, a bunch of ways you guys can do so. Of course, we have Streamlabs Super Chat links are both enabled. If you guys want to donate directly to the show, always appreciated. We got our merch over at the Represent Store, represent.com slash store slash okfabe, including our cool kick-ass uh, new design. Of course, that is a new shirt available. It is inspired by the SummerSlam weekend. It is only available for one more week, so make sure you guys check it out patreon patreon.com slash okfabe tons of cool bonus goodies just dropped a newest episode of uh rebooked the fantasy booking series on wrestlemania 4 yeah i rebooked the entire tournament if you guys want thoughts on that go check it out of course our friends over at power slam use the coupon code okf slam and get yourself one month free on all the greatest in independent pro wrestling content so check it out power slam use that coupon code okf slam and you guys get yourself one month free 
Now, before we get to the whole shebang bang of everything, I want to get like you guys know about what's going to go down next week. So next week will be a jam-packed week in and of itself because, of course, it is SummerSlam week. So the plan of attack is that on Friday we'll be doing in the OK Fabe show, but it will only be talking about the build going into SummerSlam. My previews predictions and picks for who I think is walking out of SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver Toronto as the victors. Saturday night after NXT TakeOver Toronto 2. That's a lot of T's. We will be doing a live stream right here on the channel right after. And then, of course, the Random Wrestling Podcast episode number 94. We will be doing a live review once again of SummerSlam 2019. So, unfortunately, no ability to do any live reactions, but we will be live Friday, Saturday, and Sunday during SummerSlam weekend. So if you guys are new to the channel, make sure you hit that sub button so you guys get notified and hit the bell so you guys get notified every single time uh, we go live. Speaking of which, let's give some love to the chat real quick. We have a lot of you guys. We have Sean Gordon. We have Spaz Phoenix in his house. We, of course, got uh, Vintage Dream. What's going on, Vintage? We got OMT, the KC Rose Experience. Ryan McCormick is also in chat. What's going on, Ryan? Uh, Going to be wrestling overkill this week. Raw on TV meeting Charlotte before SmackDown Live. NXT TakeOver at SummerSlam. And Ryan, that is a hell of a week for you, but uh, sounds like it's going to be a good one, man. Make sure you take a lot of photos. Of course, Vintage Dream, uh, Jurgen, uh, Spaz is going to be there during the week. Gorilla Strong in the his house. What's going on? The good man, Gorilla Strong. And Vintage will also be uh, takeover. So a lot of you guys, a lot of the Canadian brethren and sistren out there will be, of course, part of SummerSlam weekend, which is awesome. And hey, I'm not saying you guys have to bring an OK Fave sign if you guys want to. That'd be cool. Let me know. Take photos so I can make sure to um, send you something your way. You know, give you guys at least a t-shirt or something because that would be uh, it would be pretty badass. Only one person aside from myself so far. I'm sorry, two people have ever brought an OK Fabe sign to a show. Uh, so to have anybody else do it would be pretty badass. So thank you guys so much for your continued love and support. Um, this week has been uh, a little cuckoo crazy for sure. Um it's uh, it's it's been a weird week for wrestling because of course Raw and SmackDown were so bizarre, um, you know Raw and SmackDown were were I thought not too you know horrible shows but definitely very different, uh, especially SmackDown with the whole Roman Reigns who done an angle. Now unfortunately before the feed got cut off on the latest OK Fabe show, I was saying that I actually did like the idea of a who done an angle and yes. We have seen the whodunit thing before, and yeah, it's kind of cliche, cheesy and cliche. We even talked about this on Out of Nowhere on Joe Cronin's channel, shout out to him, about um, you know how the camera angles were so toddy, how you had like, you just happen to have a camera on the scaffold that falls. And now they're saying on social media that like, you know, WWE was doing like investigative uh, you know, updates and tweets about the whole thing, which, is, which, which was just, which is just weird. Like, I'm gonna try and read some of them right here for you guys, but it was just bizarre, like, it was along the lines of like, you know, um, let's see if I can pull them up here. Like, you know, uh, we found out it was a forklift error. It was just weird. Like, um, I don't know. Like, I just didn't really kind of dig the idea. I mean, even Roman Reigns, like, I, I'll take it up as a, as a, as a forklift error. And, and I, I you know, I, I, uh, I chalk up to that. I appreciate it. And mistakes happen. It's just weird reaction. Like it just, I like I love the idea of the who done an angle. Love that I love that concept. I love that idea. I, I just think that, you know I, I just don't get why they didn't go full out with it. And um shout out to everybody saying in the chat, uh Casey Rose is going to take over war games. You might take one for an okay fabe sign. Casey Rose, that'd be awesome if you could. Again, I don't want to be that guy like you should make me a sign. If you guys do it, awesome. If not, go have yourself a great time. Uh, apparently, Spaz is going to make an okay, I should make an oh, I'm an okay fabe guy shirt. Maybe, maybe I might just do that. But anyway, going back to this whole Roman Reigns thing, um, the Roman Reigns thing I think is a great idea of the who done it in, in concept, and um, you know, it, it it's intriguing. There's there's ways they definitely could have executed better, but there's ways that you can carry this around. My suggestion was to not have Roman Reigns on SummerSlam whatsoever. Like, do not put him on SummerSlam. Have him skip the pay-per-view. Uh, I would have had him have, like, a kayfabe injury and then just go on to, um, you know, and then build up the suspense and the, and the, and the tension of how, you know, who, who done it and do this whole, like, deep investigation. Shane McMahon wasn't there. Was it Shane? Like, you could have done so much with it. And I, I feel like... Granted, we haven't even even been a week into this, but I feel like they're already dropping the ball 
on this whole angle. And it's kind of worrisome, especially considering some of the rumors we have going on. We got a donation! Any cool okay favors that are going to SummerSlam or TakeOver, hit me up at S-P-A-Z-P-H-O-E-N-I-X-1. It should be a great day for cool wrestling fans. Amen. Thank you, Spaz Phoenix, for that drop of that $5 Canadian Super Chat donation. Much appreciated. So we got Cross Pig also in the chat. What's going on? Cross Pig. Good friend, Mike. Um, You know, um, it, it just, I feel like they could do so much more. And, you know, the, the there's so many different, there's so many different possibilities they could go with this. I feel like with with the Roman situation, they could go in a bunch of different directions. A lot of people, ooh, excuse me, a lot of people were hitting me up and saying that they believe that Buddy Murphy did it because he cut a promo right afterwards. He was seen walking right out after the whole thing happened. Um, Buddy would be would be great. I think Buddy would be uh, it would be the biggest push that Rubba he ever fucking got. You know, um, and it would be cool to see a very different dynamic and and especially someone from like the 205 Live bubble break out and have his first major rivalry with Roman Reigns. Listen, what I said was, on out of nowhere, I'm going to repeat myself a little bit here, but I said, let's say it's Buddy Murphy and it's revealed to be Buddy Murphy. What I would do is that the, the fall from the scaffold, and you guys can tell me if this is a garbage idea or not, the fall from the scaffold hits Roman and does something to the effect of injuring him. Like, let's say it's ribs, right? Like, his ribs. But he insists on, on fighting Buddy Murphy. So he has a match with Buddy Murphy at whatever the September pay-per-view is. I think, it's, I think it's Hell in a Cell. I can't keep track anymore. And <clears throat> they have their match at Hell in the Cell, and Murphy wins only because Roman's injury from the scaffold fall. Like, he hits the, um, uh, I know Murphy's Law is something different, right? Like, the the the, the finisher for Murphy's Law. Well, he could involve the ribs. Anyway, point is, like, it involves, like, the ribs, right? Um, that way, Murphy can get a, a clean victory over Roman, but the only way he got the clean victory over Roman was because of the scaffold falling on him. You know what I mean? Like, interweave it that way. That way, when Roman comes back and gets the two more victories in a row, at least Buddy Murphy has at least the victory over Roman Reigns under his belt. Like, something like that. It's just easy, simple booking. And I'm not going to, like, point fingers and say, I blame Eric Bischoff for all that. I don't know. No. No. I'm not even blaming anybody for the way the storyline's going out so far. I just feel like so far the execution has been a little lackluster. And, I mean, we've heard tons of reports from people saying that apparently it was, you know, uh, it was already a cluster as far as creative goes. It wasn't going that well. Um, you know, it, it, it was just a constant rewrites, and Vince was furious about the idea. So, in all likelihood, it, it could have ended up that way. Um, now, a lot of people, a, a strong rumor going into this is that a lot of people are speculating that it's Daniel Bryan, and the rumor is that we're going to see Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. This kind of coincides with the idea that, you know, Roman Reigns, uh, or excuse me, Daniel Bryan is is rumored to have a pretty decent push uh, going into, uh, you know, Bischoff taking over in production because he has very high hopes of him. Um, I just, I think it's bad in general. I'm telling you, I think keeping Roman off of SummerSlam is probably the best idea, or at the very least, involve the whole scaffold mystery in SummerSlam, you know? You don't have to have Roman reign in a match at SummerSlam. If you don't believe me, go back and watch the 2008 SummerSlam, uh, which in some ways I feel like is a very underrated one. That's the one that featured Shawn Michaels look like he was going to come out of, into retirement, and then Jericho sideswiped him and ended up punching his wife. Um... Yeah, that happened. So, but that continued the Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho storyline. You didn't have to have either of them in the match. It was just a moment. I feel like you could get away with that. I'm not saying let's solve the mystery at SummerSlam. I'm just saying let's keep the momentum of this who done an angle going uh, rather than doing these bizarre social media posts. I mean, granted, I think social media should be involved, but like at the same time, it's just... I don't know. I, I'm I'm judging a lot of this already off of the first five days that's been that this whole the storyline's been going out. So I'm just I'm hesitant. I'm very hesitant based off of the execution. It could go well. Uh, I just don't think Roman versus I don't think Roman versus Daniel Bryan's the way to go, especially this soon at SummerSlam. Uh, uh no way. Vintage said to bring back Leslie Nielsen to investigate. I think that would be genius if he was still around. That'd be hilarious because I do love me some Leslie Nielsen, one of my favorite uh, comedic actors. But now let's, um, let's take, I wanted to bring this up because a couple of you guys brought this up on social media about, um, you know, the cult, the cult Cody Rhodes thing. So Cody Rhodes did an interview, uh, yesterday 
talking about, uh, of course, AEW and, and interviews and blah, blah, blah. Oh, man. Any truth to the rumor that Naomi has been off TV because she went to get her bartending oh, man. license? No, no truth to that whatsoever, Spaz, but thank you for the $5 Canadian Super Chat donation. Um, so Rhodes did an interesting thing. He talked about, of course, the destroying of the Triple H-like throne at AEW Double or Nothing. Rhodes was clear that this was a personal shot from him uh, to Triple H and not necessarily um, uh, AEW itself. And I want to read this quote for you because I want to hear your guys' opinion on this because this is very, very interesting to me. He said, <clears throat> quote, the decision to blow up the throne was my decision alone and doesn't reflect on AEW at all. It was something I had thought long and hard about and I honestly think came from a more personal standpoint than the company firing that first shot. And, it's, and that's going to be something that I don't know how many more of those I get in me because as I become more ingrained in the AEW business side as an employee and as one of the executive vice presidents, I don't get as many, oh, well, he just did a dumb talent uh, doing dumb – he was just a do dumb talent doing dumb things. Plain and simple, I was a huge fan of Triple H. I learned a great deal from Triple H, a great deal. I probably wrestled him in the Capital One Arena. But when push come to came to shove and I thought I was better than 99% of the people that he was putting ahead of me, he didn't see that. So in that, moment, in that moment, there's no greater revenge in the world than success. So I knew I was walking out to a sold-out crowd, wrestling a 50-year-old man in a match that people at one point deemed unworthy, and the place was literally shaking. So I felt no need. Like, this is the perfect time to do it. To fire my own shot, it was my own shot, not an AEW shot. Now, it's interesting that he brings that point up because, you know, uh, I can certainly understand him coming in off and saying that that, that was that was a message from Cody Rhodes or uh, Cody Reynolds, whatever you, uh, not AEW. Um, problem is, when you're an executive vice president of the company, doesn't matter what your role, you know, what other roles you may have, it still reflects on you in that light. And at the end of the day, Kenny Omega and the Bucks, who are also executive VPs, and Tony Khan, gave the green light for it. Now, they may not have known, and, and, and that's, that's fair in understanding, but you can't, you can't sit here and say that in some way, shape, or form, it didn't come across as a shot from AEW. I'm not saying his intentions were to make it an AEW shot, but I think he was just kind of clear in the air that he thought that, you know... Um, he thought that it was more of a personal shot, and it very well could have been. Um, and it's interesting to, to, to see him do that and, and obviously know that he was going to get the reaction he was going to get. I mean, come on. You know, like, the throne was pretty symbolic. He used a sledgehammer. I mean, you know, it, we, we, all kind of, we all kind of were on the inside joke of that one. But anyway, um... Speaking of AEW, they did announce, of course, that their first television show um, would be uh, taking place on Wednesday, October 2nd. It is going to be taking place from that Capital One Arena, Washington, D.C., live Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Uh, we might do a live show after that one. I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided whether or not to do a live show after that. I know we usually do out of nowhere on Wednesday nights. Might do one for the initial AEW TV show. I don't know. Now, it's interesting because they have announced several interesting matches and segments. John Moxley will be there. They did announce that they are going to crown the first ever AEW Women's Champion on this show. Uh, they also announced that, um, that they will have a six-man tag where it's Kenny and the Bucks against Chris Jericho and a mystery team or mystery partners of two men. Now, it's interesting because this could go... Um, this could go either way. I've heard a lot of rumors over the who the two other people could be. Uh, the big one is um, the big one I've heard is uh, LAX uh, Santina Santana and Ortiz, excuse me, from uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, I've heard they are very hot to trot right now. I have heard that they are uh, in very high demand. They are no longer working with Impact Wrestling. Uh, and shout out to Gemini VYBS also in the chat. Thank you so much for coming in, Gemini. I appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> and Steve Callahan also joining us in the chat. And Eli Bands uh, also joining us. I want to make sure I get everybody's shout outs in there. But, um, but, um, they're hot to trot right now. I think that would be huge if they were able to get a hold of LAX because they have been putting on, I mean, some incredible tag team matches lately. They've already got the Bucks. They've already got, um, they've already got Pentagon and Phoenix. 
they add them, their tag team division is going to be pretty well lit. Blazed Radio also joining us in the chat as well. So, I mean, that's what I've heard so far. No other venues um, no other venues have been announced. I hope they come to Boston because if they go, I'm going to try my damnedest to get there if uh, school doesn't get in the way, obviously. But, um, but yeah, should be fun, should be interesting. I'm looking forward to see who comes out as the world as the women's champion. And we'll see how it goes. We have Mr. Mike 307 in the chat and also Sarah Small. What's going on, Sarah and Mr. Mike? Now, let's talk real, real quick about um, about the 2K20 trailer. Now, it's interesting. I'm going to see if I can pull it up here. I'm probably going to get flagged. Um, but uh, at the same time, screw it. Um, well, I, I'm going to – I retweeted it earlier. I'm not, I'm not going to uh, – got to worry about the demonetization. Um so the let me just make sure i got this pulled up here yeah okay so uh for those of you who didn't see the wb2k20 excuse me trailer was leaked i did tweet it out earlier today um and it was an interesting one uh it showed like a mansion it showed like a party going on with a lot of different various superstars the one that instantly caught my eye was hulk hogan um which makes me think he's going to be in the games he's Shawn michaels uh, braun Strowman, Heyman, uh, uh austin you see like legends um you see legendary wrestlers uh in like portraits in the background and then like batman becky lynch comes crashing through the party uh walks up and grabs a couple of uh, i think she grabs like a cupcake or something and just throws it right in the hulk hogan's drink and then, of course, she bumps into Roman Reigns and says, not bad. And uh, the two of them apparently are going to be on the cover. So for the first time, we're going to have uh, two superstars on the 2K cover at uh, the same time. So it'll be Becky and Roman Reigns. I'm not surprised that that both of these people are on at the same time. With I mean, Becky's popularity is, is absolutely, uh, well, I don't want to say if it's the same as it was before. But, I mean, they're going to keep riding the momentum and Becky be on the cover is no real shock and surprise. They showed a couple of clips of the actual gameplay itself, and here's the deal, guys. Like, let, let, like here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> here, here's the deal. You guys have seen me do... I, I've probably bought every single WWE game since 2000, if, if, not, if not 2002. Yeah, I think the first one I got was SmackDown, Just Bring It, Then Here Comes the Pain, then did, like... Um, Raw versus SmackDown, and then the the years, and then I got every single one. Then I went into the two K series. Like I've gotten literally every single one, right? And I think that the games are pretty decent. Honestly, I thought two K nineteen was one of the better ones they've ever done. But at this point, unless there is something in the game that is, or I get it for free, obviously. Uh, if there is, unless there is something like extremely interesting about the game, like a different dynamic, the roster maybe it, it depends on what the roster reveals like. But unless there's some sort of cataclysmic change to the gameplay, um, or there's a different mode, I might skip 2K20 this year. Um, and I'm I don't want to sound like a I'm a, a in broken record about this. I'm not the only person who's complained about this. Um, I, I'm not a, bro you know, give me my GM mode. You give me my GM mode, I will be as happy as a, a pig in, in poop uh, that if they bring that back. It's not that hard a concept. Um, but the big things for me is like, I'm curious, like what of the, uh, they're going to bring in the NXT UK brand. How's the story? I thought the story mode, honestly, last year was, was pretty decent. I actually enjoyed the story mode uh, from last year. I think it was a little on the shorter side, but be that as it may, that the trailer itself was pretty clever. Um, I, I like the the trailer itself was clever. I'm curious to see what the what the DLC is going to be like. Like what additional what a, what additional characters? If the NXT UK brand is going to be there, if Two Five Live. But I'm telling you. I'm pretty much on the fence about it. Unless you guys want me to play it on the channel, which I have no problem with. Um, unless you guys want me to play like the playthrough. But I'll tell you right now, they, I want my GM mode. I want my GM mode. It's not that hard. You can't tell me that it's that hard to make a GM mode for this game. You can't. I, I miss that mode so much. In 2007 and 2008, the GM mode was my favorite thing. I always failed at it. But... Uh, I, I just want my GM mode. That's all. That's all I want. Just give me my GM mode and I'll get it. You, you, tell, you can't tell me that with Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and NXT UK, or even, even if you had like NXT UK and 205 Live, that you couldn't have fun as a GM. I mean, come on. But 
if I'll tell us right now, if I'm telling you guys right now, if they make a GM mode, I will get my Xbox fixed. I will get it repaired and I will do GM mode on this channel. But if they don't, I have to be a little bit on the fence about it, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I think that uh, one of the other things I'd love to see is number one, I'd love to see them fight in that mansion. And two, um, I want them to fight in the Firefly Funhouse. If they have, I doubt they have the Fiend. I doubt they're going to have the Bray Wyatt Fiend in the game uh, because the way they usually makes the games is that it's, it's, they usually do it like around, they like do it around WrestleMania time. But if they have the Fiend for whatever reason, uh, they better have the Firefly Funhouse as an, an arena to, to fight. So we'll see. But anyway, um, maybe that's just me. Love to hear what you guys have to say about it. Uh, the trailer, again, like I said, didn't really give us a whole lot, but I'm, I'm hesitant unless we get our GM mode. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Uh, we got Heel Steven also joining us in the chat. Um, Casey Rose says, yes, we definitely need GM mode. I'm telling you. And Lone Wolf, what's going on? Lone Wolf also joining us in the chat. The new game needs a baseline. NXT. NXT UK. 205 Live. Maybe even Evolve. And a Mae Young or Cruiserweight Classic O in a Saudi arena. Ooh, uh, you know what? Thank you, Spaz, for that uh, $5 Canadian Super Chat donation again. Man, the Mayon Classic and the Cruiserweight Classic, I think that could be, if they make that, I, I hope they make that part of the storyline. If they make it in part of story mode, do you have to win the tournament or a tournament? That could be fun. I mean, honestly, the story mode last year was a lot of fun. I actually really enjoyed the story mode. Uh, it's not the best one they've done, but I think that it's definitely out of the last couple of years of the 2K games. Definitely one of my favorites in recent memory. But um, yeah, I mean, the GM mode, not a hard thing to do. It really isn't. With everything the way the gameplay is, you can't tell me that you, that, that you wouldn't be able to pull it off. You know what I mean? But we'll see. Fingers crossed, and we'll keep you guys posted on all the latest 2K20 news uh, right here on the Random Wrestling Podcast. Um, speaking of uh, switching things around and GMs and whatnot, uh, NXT. NXT, of course, uh, did see the return of Fandango, who's been out for 13 months with a major injury. He is reunited with Tyler Breeze, and it's official. They are now part of the NXT roster, so this isn't just a temporary thing. They are back in full swing, baby, in NXT. And I'm telling you guys, this is a, a smart move. I wish they do. I hope they do more of this. Um, you know, we've heard a lot of people saying like, oh, we'll never see people get, you know, brought back down to NXT. Well, or, you know, even say down to NXT is not really a thing anymore. But seeing people shifting over to NXT, Killian Dane is back in NXT. Breeze and Fandango uh, apparently back as a team. I mean, shoot, you know, keep... Um, Keep up the good work, you know? Uh, I think that with NXT trying to, you know, um, it, it's still blowing up. And I, I don't want to say it's in a lull right now. It's not. But, that you know, we're going to get to the point where more talent's going to get, like, start to get, like, scooped up. You might as well. If you have guys that are guys and girls that are on the roster, you might as well put them in NXT and have some incredible matches, you know? But I don't know. Uh, 2K20 should have a broken universe mode. Ooh, vintage. I like the way you think. Um, that could be fun. But anyway, um, you know, if you have guys and girls that aren't doing anything, I've seen Apollo Crews over in NXT for uh, for a bit. But I mean, you know, um, if you if you have nothing for them, you might as well do this to help booster up the the NXT roster. I mean, I think that we're going to see a little bit more of a pattern with this, and I hope that this is a reflection too of you know them being more cautious and more careful when they do call up uh, other wrestlers from the main roster uh, to, I'm sorry, uh, from NXT to the main roster. Because if you're doing all the switching around, you need to be able to justify it. And hopefully with like Bischoff and Heyman at their helm, uh, they're also very careful about the decisions they make. I think especially, you know, we, we bitch and moan about all these things about the creative, uh, you know, to... Um, we bitch and moan about all these things about creative, like the wild card rule and keeping the brand separate, which apparently is going to be extremely strict after SummerSlam, thank God. But I think another thing that I'm hoping that Bischoff and Heyman do when they sep you know, when they start really getting getting their hands involved is once WrestleMania time comes in, they're very, very selective about who they bring up from NXT, especially now that you're bringing them, you know, bringing people back and forth. But any case, um... I'd be remiss if I didn't mention um, 
Harley Race, uh, of course, uh, Harley Race passed away uh, a couple days ago at the age of 76, I believe was his correct was his age. Um, tons of love and outpouring support uh, for him and his family. Absolutely incredible. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet Harley Race twice in my life. Um, it was, uh, everything about him is pretty much exactly what you'd think in terms of being like, you know, the toughest, one of the toughest men on the, on the face of, of the planet, let alone, um, you know, let alone, um, you know, one of the most, it, we say legend a lot, but it's, it's true. I mean, Harley was a legend in every sense of the word, like eight time NWA world's heavyweight champion, uh, True professional, one of the toughest SOBs. You don't believe me? Go listen to some of the stories about Harley Race. In fact, let me see. I think I have one pulled up. Um, let me just see if I can find one because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, interesting stories about him. Um, let me see if I can find here. Um, yeah. So funny enough. Hulk Hogan was not the first person to slam Andre the Giant. It was Harley Race. So Harley Race actually slammed him in October of 1978. Um, and Harley had him like in a full a full slam. Like if you go back and watch the slam from WrestleMania, Hogan got him up to like his chest and then just dropped him. Harley did a full-on body slam, like a full, I'm going to put my legs about behind my, my shoulder. Uh, he said, quote, I had him fully above my head. Uh, Hogan claimed to get hurt after performing the famous slam. I didn't. I got him in the position and brought his head to full, full through, uh, all in the same motion. It's when those pauses come in and the weight is allowed to come straight on you, then you get hurt. I mean, just holy crap. Um, unbelievable. Um, unbelievable tough guy. <laughs> I mean, just absolutely insane. Uh, there's also the story of when Owen Hart tried to rib Harley Race and it really didn't go so well. Owen initially pranked Race by replacing a bottle of barbecue sauce with the hottest of hot sauces at one of Harley's famous barbecues, used as barbecues over at his house. Um, in return, Harley went uh, you know, a step too far and actually tasered Owen Hart backstage at Raw. Um, it was obviously meant to be the classic handshake prank where the prankster has a buzzer concealed in its property of the victim, but instead of a buzzer, Harley just had a, you know, a taser. Owen, of course, dropped to the floor and was just knocked out cold. Um, yeah, you don't, um, you don't mess with Harley race. Uh, another one, uh, you know, another one gone to, I mean, you know, it's just such a shame, such a shame. Um, subsequently we will, you know, I, I'm going to be talking to Jake. We might be doing a, if people want it, we might do the next, you know, we have episode 10 of Wrestling Retrospective already pegged out for Bruno San Martino. Maybe we'll talk to Jake and maybe make the 11th one about Harley Race. I would actually really like to really like to be involved with that one. That, that one could be a lot of fun. Uh, if you want the latest episode of Wrestling Retrospective on the lovely Lita, you guys can get it now. If you're a gold patron for only five bucks, uh, uh, five bucks a month, plus you get access to all the other cool bonus goodies as well. Um... So, yeah, just uh, shame for, for such a legend like Harley Race to pass away and just absolutely incredible. If I definitely recommend you guys check out um, check out his Hall of Fame speech from 2004. Uh, definitely uh, very well said, uh, you know, saying there was nothing better than being under those bright lights. So definitely check out Harley Race's Hall of Fame speech from 2004. Um, all right, let's see here. Let me see here. Uh, what we got here? So, um, that being said, let's move on to the other stuff. Um, <laughs> AEW, we might see Marty Skrull in AEW. So, obviously, when AEW was formed, we saw most of the elite come with them. Cody Rhodes, the Bucks, Kenny Omega, all part of AEW. However, one big noticeable difference was, um, was Marty Skrull. reason is because he was still in a long-term contract um, with AEW, with a, uh, sorry, AEW, with Ring of Honor, um, which subsequently could be uh, over by this coming November. Now, it's interesting because we haven't heard any real details or any sort of, you know, solid concrete stuff in general 
from uh, Marty Skrull from Ring of Honor. All we know is that his contract should expire sometime in the fall, but there's no word whether or not he will resign. Uh, a lot of people just instantly assume that once his contract's up, he will make his way over to AEW, which in all likelihood he could, and considering he has friends over there in high places, probably will. Uh, you know, Marty has had, of course, running villain enterprises over uh, in Ring of Honor with, uh, you know, PCO and, and the likes. Uh, Flip Gordon joining also, which I thought was a very interesting little twist. But either way, um, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, think it, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Marty's going to join. I think that, you know, he's, he's such good friends. Why, why wouldn't he at this point, you know? I mean, he's, he's done so much in ROH aside from winning the ROH world title. Uh, leading a stable, tough call. But ultimately, at the end, at the end of the day, it's Marty Skrull. But I wouldn't be surprised if Marty Skrull ends up going out. Um, yeah. This is an interesting little story I wanted to bring up to you guys, was the idea of, um, and yes, Vintage actually just tagged me this on Twitter. I want to make sure I brought this up too. So Trevor Murdoch did post this on Facebook about the Harley race, to go back really quick on a Harley race situation. Uh, he said, quote, I just want to put this out there. Harley needed to be transferred from Atlanta to St. Louis. He needed to take a med flight because he was in rough shape. Medicare wouldn't help him. Call was made to WWE, and 10 minutes later, it was paid in full. Vince never blinked an eye. He wanted to make sure Harley was taken care of. Thank you, Vince. You gave me two more days with Harley, um, which was just incredible. Um, just incredible. Um, wow. Just, yeah, wow, <laughs> unreal. But in any case, um, <clears throat> just wanted to make sure that was that was definitely uh, brought to everyone's attention on that one. But um, anyway, uh, the the whole, uh, going back to the the interesting stuff about the, um, about the, uh, about a, or, um, WWE canceling house shows. So listen to this, and this is this is very interesting tidbit. So this weekend, of course, obviously you guys know that WWE runs their house shows uh, when they're not televised. SmackDown runs usually the weekends opposite of Raw and then running into Mondays. But, well, SmackDown made a pretty bold move and canceled an entire house show loop uh, this coming weekend. So uh, recently had to cancel all the SmackDown Live house shows this weekend and into Monday – um, Meltzer opened this up and says that, uh, you know, they already, they already have been getting the best turnouts. The idea of canceling the entire loop for SmackDown brand is very concerning. Quote, canceling the whole weekend for SmackDown was a scary thing because you look at these 1,500, uh, 2,000, and 300,000 attendance shows pretty much the regular now. What kind of advance did they have to cancel a whole tour? Um, I don't want to say this is definitely a horrible thing <clears throat> or like, well, I shouldn't say a horrible thing. I don't want to say this is a this is going to end WWE forever kind of deal. Um, but at the same time, not a cool not a cool move to cancel so many shows in such a short amount of time. Um, that's really a little bit of a, a little bit of a concern. Um, so tough call, tough call on that one. Um, yeah, t t tough call on that one. WWE's been kind of doing this last couple of, of, of weekends where they've been canceling smaller shows, and I think a big chunk of that was because of the wildcard rule. They wanted some of the top stars on SmackDown to be part of Raw, which we all know is part of the reason why they've been doing the wildcard rule. But to cancel an entire tour over the weekend is not a very good sign. I'm going to chalk this up to another thing of just, you know, them rebranding. I think that once... Once Raw and SmackDown become so exclusive of their own shows, I'm not saying they'll bring back the weekend shows, but I think they'll be more stable as far as being able to draw. You know, that that it just goes back down to the whole, like, the way they're really, um, you know, the way they are managing things, you know? And I think that with the executive director roles that Bischoff and Heyman have, um, this, you know, I, I would like to think that their decisions will help steer things in the right direction as far as the company goes. Doing this, I'm not saying it's a deal breaker, but I'm definitely saying it's not something uh, I would be um, well hollering for, too. Um, also, Marty almost winning the NWA World Title. Yes, Stephen. Yes. Uh, if you guys did not see the uh, the Jim Croc uh, the, the 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 Crockett Cup that NWA put on, hell of a show. Marty versus uh, Nick Aldis for the NWA World Title. Hell, amazing. 
I think WWE should give superstars the week off before a big pay-per-view off from house shows, says Vintage. You know, it's funny. They did that, I think. <clears throat> they did that for a while back when, uh, in you know, for the big four pay-per-views. Um, but uh, they didn't anymore. Um, but uh, possible, possible. But anyway, um, let me just uh, take care of one quick thing here as uh, we check out the rest. You guys are killing it right now in the chat, which is awesome. Um, let me just make sure I got everything all squared away because when you're live, you're live. All right, cool. So perfect. I just want to make sure I got that piece out there. Cool, awesome. Uh, we will be taking your phone calls in just a little bit here too. Uh, once I get through one more piece of news, so if you guys want to chime in for a little bit, I will put the hotline up number in just a bit so you guys have a chance to call in as well. Now, uh, last thing I did want to uh, go into before we did talk about the other piece of news was the interesting little tidbit about well. Goldberg, and I know a lot of people are kind of rolling their eyes already at this idea, which I don't blame them, especially considering we are a week away from SummerSlam, the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. So it's a little troubling that apparently it's a weird scenario because we had Goldberg. The original rumor was that Goldberg was going to be wrestling Dolph Ziggler. They were going to bring Goldberg back for a big, you know, big pay-per-view, all that fun stuff. And uh, it never seemed to come about. We, now, we didn't see nor hear nor hair nor hide of Bill Goldberg, uh, which I wasn't necessarily complaining about after, of course, the Super Show match with The Undertaker, which left a, a lot of interesting tastes in people's mouths. And shout out to Red Enigma 23 also joining us in the chat. Um, so that left a lot, of people, a lot of people sour about the whole experience, which I don't, I don't necessarily blame them. And we even talked about the fact that Goldberg supposedly had some major heat with the company. Um, now, I don't know how true this is going to be. We're obviously going to have to see Raw and SmackDown this week and see how it plays out. But it looks like there's a chance that it could still happen, um, which is just dumbfounding to me. We know Ziggler versus Miz is penciled in for SummerSlam. Uh, in a week's time. However, a lot of people are saying it's a red herring that the match is going to end up being uh, canceled, dropped, or changed, or something. And a lot of people are saying that the Goldberg match might still happen, which is just absurd to me. It's just absurd. I don't understand that. Like, unless they're going to have Goldberg come in and do a squash with Ziggler, I just, what's the end goal here? It just, it's just confusing. A lot of the build... Going into SummerSlam has been so weird. And again, we'll talk about this more in the OK Fabe show next week, going into it, doing the you know the full breakdown of everything. But it's just been such a weird build because everything has just been so uh I don't want to say thrown together, but for the most part, nothing has a long-term build for it. And you would think with your, you know, second biggest pay-per-view of the year that that's what you would do, you know? Um, but like, it's just so odd. It's just weird to me. Um, Steven's saying in the chat, maybe after the Ziggler and Miz match, maybe. Maybe he comes in and just destroys them afterwards. Um, but as far as I know, Goldberg and, and Ziggler apparently is still going to happen. I don't know how... Like, I don't know how or why or what. Like, at least with the Charlotte Trish match is as so randomly thrown together as it is. Um, at least it's like a high-profile match for the sake of having a high-profile match at SummerSlam. Fine, cool. Goldberg versus Ziggler, I, I, don't, I don't have any interest in seeing that. I'm sorry. And I just don't see... I just... I don't get it. I just don't get it. But maybe you guys feel differently. Um... Maybe you guys have different opinions about my than I do, and that's to open up those phone lines, 978-237-4818. If you guys want to call into the show, have your voice be heard. Love to hear your thoughts about all this stuff. The Roman Reigns the situation, the SummerSlam build, Goldberg, Ziggler, AEW News, anything and everything in between. Now is the chance to have your voice be heard. 978-237-4818. We'll take a couple of your calls as we're wrapping up the 93rd episode of the Random Wrestling Podcast. And that, by the way, those of you guys who have been um, waiting for me to talk about the huge announcement that I've been waiting on for a couple of weeks, uh, it's still I'm still like sitting on my hands just waiting, just waiting. And then once once I get the final like you know big old thumbs up. 
I will definitely announce it publicly first on Patreon, and then I will announce it publicly, which is going to be very, very exciting. I cannot wait to talk to you guys about that. A lot of great information, a lot of great stuff coming your way. And we got our first call coming in, I believe. Here we go. And of course, we got uh, 908 on the line. I think I know who this is. Is this the man himself, Mr. Heel Steven? Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Not the mug, brother. How you been, man? Good. You sound extremely relaxed. Can I say, brother, sour, man? <laughs> sour. So, so what's up, man? Talk to me. Not too much, brother. Same old, same old, man. I just finished uh, filming a impromptu around the point. I wasn't going to actually do one today. going to enjoy my Sunday, but I go on Twitter, and I see a lot of people complaining and moaning, and, you know. About what? kind of way. I uh, see you think you know we've been doing this for a long time. Like you go on Twitter, you see people complaining. You know, normally be about a decision that's being made or people being upset. You know, hey, because a wrestler said something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I've seen it all, bro. For the first time, I've seen people complaining over a cover of a video game. I didn't really see too many people complaining about the cover. What were they complaining about? The fact that Becky was on there, that or there was Becky. That is Becky and Roman Reigns. Oh, I mean, they had I, to add Roman Reigns. Well, I kind of figured they were going to do one or the other. I'm actually surprised they did both, but I'm not mad at it. Oh, man. If you, if you go on it, bro, right now on Twitter, oh, my God. But I'll say this. I mean, on the, you know, at least he's not a part timer. You think about it, right? 2K16, since 2K7, since, what was it? Since 2K, yeah, 18, there's been people from the, from the current roster. True. Yeah, so I think, so I think, hey, it's not a part timer. It's people from the active roster. Let it be. And guess what? Hey, it's a female on it now. So there you so go I'm, with that. So, I mean, to recap, we've had The Rock was 2K14, John Cena was 2K15, Stone Cold was 2K16. Lesnar was 2K17, Seth, Seth was 2K18, and then AJ was 2K19. Yes, and now here we are Becky. with both Becky. Exactly. I'm not surprised Becky's on the cover at all, given the popularity, you know, the popularity that she had yeah. this past year. I'm not surprised whatsoever. Exactly. But also, dude, um, I watched Triple Mania. Yeah, how was it? Triple A. It was all right. I mean, it's basically like their WrestleMania. I saw... Some of the matches that I, I thought were more important of anything, like Kane debuted. Kane will last me is like pro wrestling debut uh, with Cody. Um, you have the Elite doing a rematch with the Lucha Bros and the Laredo Kid. Mm -hmm. And apparently Kenny Omega is challenging Phoenix for his, um, for his, his mega championship. And Interesting. Exactly. Interesting. What um, What do you think about the... Uh... Because I'm curious, because I know I, I know you have strong feelings about AEW fans. What did you think about the whole? Did you hear about what I saw, talked about with Cody at the beginning, with with his thoughts on like the personal shot towards Triple H? I mean, the way I look at it, we said this before. Um, he is trying to be, want to be Triple H. That's what, he, that's what it comes yeah. down to. I mean, listen, uh, the, the throne thing, yeah, all, all the dorks, all, all all the soy boys got excited about it. Yeah, he ripped the throne. Woohoo! But, you know, again, it's just starting to get those people excited. Again, I want AEW to succeed. Let's just mm. get let's, let's get that clear. I want them to have success. I want them to go out there and kick ass and, you know, give people that alternative. You know what I mean? Right. But at the same time, it's like I'm not going to sit there. or No, I'm not the only one out there. You know what I mean? That's going to sit there and just go crazy and just, you know, Put the blindfold, whatever Cody or anyone from the elite says. You know what I mean? Or agree blindly, like, "Oh my God, yes, yeah, woo!" Sounds so. You sound so enthralled. <laughs> well, um, I mean, think about it. Where, where, where's the lie, though? Where's the lie, my man? Ah, huh? Oh, but, um. Oh, sorry. I was just making sure the chat was real frozen here. There we go. Okay, cool. Um, 
Well, anything else you want to throw out? Throw out? Uh, throw out about anything else we were talking about tonight, Stephen? Before I let you go for the night and uh, promote the, around the point. I just think it's crazy how SummerSlam is literally this coming Sunday, right? Right. And I feel like they are still like creative wise. It's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like just the build up, everything is just feels really rushed right now. Like I said, um, I'm I'm forgetting. Like I'm forgiving a lot of the build going into SummerSlam because number one, I think SummerSlam will be better than the build. Um, and and lately, the pay per views have been better than the builds going into it, and they're still in the transition of everything. So, uh, you know, I think that the whole Roman thing could have been built like a month in advance. Oh yeah, God, I'm not uh, I'm not doubting that. So, if you will, not doubting that at all. But other than that, like you said, I, I think you know, again, it's SummerSlam week. Everyone getting their stuff in, you know, you know what I'm saying? So Yep, yep. Cannot wait, man. Cannot wait. Well we'll see what happens at SummerSlam, I'll, but St- but Steven, I appreciate you calling possibly in. and I'm possibly going to House of Glory this coming Friday. I might I'm not even sure yet. Sweet. It's yeah, good man. stuff. Well, thank you, Steven. I appreciate you calling in and make sure you guys check out Heal Steven's channel, youtube.com slash heal Steven, or hit him up on the Twitter at Heal Steven. Check out the Around the Point episode dropping right after this stream. Thank you so much for calling in, my friend. Thank you, brother, for sure, man. Good easy, guys. Peace. Was heel Steven. Always good to see him in the chat. So we'll take uh, we'll take one more call before we wrap up this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. I know one of you guys has been trying to call in, so make sure you guys do so now. Unfortunately, I can only take uh, one at a time, so um, try to call in again if you have the chance to. Being here patiently. There we go. All right. So awesome. we have we have nine oh five on the line. What's going on? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, how is it? <laughs> I was, I, was gonna, I thought we were going to do the whole. Is this who I think it is again? Well, I, I had I, I forgot that it's been a while since I've taken a phone call, so it's I'm like I can't quite remember, but I just wanted to make sure. And then once I heard the voice, I'm like, okay, we know it's Baz. <laughs> I've done videos with that voice. Yeah, that sounds oddly familiar, but so what's up? What's on your mind? Well, SummerSlam is this weekend. Yes. Oh, it is. Holy if crap. You didn't know. No, I didn't. I almost did not. Uh, well, I'm going to be busy. Maybe that's why it's in the foremost corner of my mind. I wanted to run an idea by you. Fire away. Because I am Canadian, so it makes it, I'm Canadian, so it makes me biased and whatever. So I'm almost looking for that for that outside uh, voice. The okay. choice to have Natalia as Becky's contender mm-hmm. was one that was met with uh, resounding meh. I think that that's pretty fair across the board. I think going into it, yes, but once you get there at SummerSlam, might be different. Might be different, but like it was, it was one of those things where, and this kind of drives me nuts. Like whenever they're anywhere that's not the states, it's just like, well, we'll push somebody that's from here, and they'll cheer, and that's just how we do it. Even though we haven't pushed Natty in forever, but if that right. was the little string that they were going to pull from, and this is the reason they're giving Natty a match, I was like, okay, I roll, but you know, let's roll with it. So you know, she's she's the token Canadian. But then now Kevin Owens has a match. Now Sami Zayn has a match. I'm yep. sure Bobby Roode will be buried somewhere on the pre-show. And he's actually from Toronto, if I'm not mistaken. Ke- uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are from Montreal, which is way closer than, you know, out in Calgary where the Hart family's from. So they would be more. But now they bring in Trish Stratus. So Natalia's status as, like, okay, the reason we're okay with it is she's the token Canadian got blown out of the water as soon as you throw Tristratus on there. Why don't you just have, like, an exhibition between Becky Lynch and Tristratus? Like, now, like, every, with every move they've made, they've made it less and less palatable that they chose somebody that nobody realistically has any reason to care about. I think that they were just trying to create a fresh new rivalry for Becky. Um, I, I see what you're saying, but I think my, my guess is that they're probably doing it because they want to create a fresh new rivalry for Becky, someone that could have decent 
how I would say this, decent credibility going into SummerSlam. And they figured we might as well double down and do Natty because it's Toronto. I don't think that the only reason they chose Natty was Toronto. I'm not, I don't think, I think it definitely had a factor going into as far as timing goes, but I don't think that's the sole reason why they chose Natalia to, to challenge Becky Lynch. I don't think so either. Um, because honestly, if they keep this going after SummerSlam, it could be entertaining. Um, cause I like the whole attack during like the training seminar, like the, the, the sparring thing or whatever. I thought that was kind of clever. Um, Natty's been having some choice words. But I think that I see what you're saying is because if you put Becky versus Trish, it's a it's a it's a slam dunk. We know who's winning, at least with Charlotte versus Trish. As much as people are eye rolling that idea when they know why they're doing that, I genuinely don't know who the hell is walking out the victor now. When you could have either or, and that even though it may not be as enticing as a Trish versus Becky match for the championship, it still interests me because it's like, well, okay either one of these women could walk out the victor here. So, hey, and you're right. Bobby Roode is from Toronto. Uh, he'll probably be scrambling for that 24-7 championship during the pre-show. I mean, you, th- you mean, you mean you got Eric Young in there, too. Like, you got a lot That's of other true. Canadians, you, you know, that are, like, either way are doing more, like your Sammys and your Kevins, or are closer to Toronto if you want to get that home. So give me which logic they're going by, and I'll shoot it down either way. The problem was when they made her the contender. Like, okay, yes, as you as you say, they've done some more to build up a reason after the decision was made. But when the decision was made, you had a four-way of, I think it was her and Carmella and Naomi and somebody else. I think it was, oh, it was Alexa. But other than Alexa, that whole match nobody cared about, in my opinion, or I should say I didn't care about, in my opinion, because those were all the middlers. Like, they weren't new enough to be considered, hey, exciting new people, but they weren't established top-of-the-card people, which is basically the four horsemen and Alexa. Right. So it's like, brand new people would be exciting. Like, I would love, I would love Nikki Cross to be in this spot. I really would. Even if you want to do this tandem thing where, like, Alexa's going to go harass Bailey on SmackDown, Nikki can go harass Becky on Raw, and they can both have belts, and they can they can continue, like, the buddy crap that they've been doing. But right. everyone in that four-way, like, I like Alexa, but even Alexa winning that four-way wouldn't have mattered because, like I say, it's all, the, it's all the middlers. They're not new, and they're not successful. <laughs> right. No, I, I hear what you're saying. I think that realistically... You know, they're kind of, and this is what I was just saying to Steven before, uh, and, and in general, is that the build going into SummerSlam, and, and even probably SummerSlam itself to most extensions, I am kind of letting go because I understand there's a lot of transition going on. And so I'm hoping that once we get beyond SummerSlam, maybe not even immediately, but just kind of like by the very latest Survivor Series, we will get more streamline continuity and some more interesting stuff because I think that people are going to get, or rather the executive directors are going to get behind newer talent rather than just constantly going back to the well. That's true. And then that's always like, you want to think that, okay, you know, like we've had end game. We want to reset the Avengers and sort of, you want to hope WWE is doing the same thing, but in the context of the one weekend and yes, Again, I'm I'm biased because I'm going to be there, but I'm I'm literally sitting there the night before, and I'm not only going to see Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim, which is something I've been chomping at the bit for for a couple of months now, and they just last week gave us the gift of we're also getting Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. Yep. I'm going to be really hard-pressed to come in the next night and get excited about Natalia doing anything because... Uh, to 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 quote one of the guys from What Culture, Michael Hamflit, it's like you need to do more than just be a good wrestler now. And Natalia is a fantastic wrestler, mm-hmm. but please please make me care. <laughs> I mean, to be fair too, that's also the curse of NXT takeovers before major pay per views. So even if that, you know, what I mean, like that's it's a it's a double down. I, I get exactly what you're saying, but but anyway, uh, and, I'm, before- and I'm going to Destiny, so it'll be my third pay per view of the weekend. <laughs> You're going to be exhausted, man. I'm, I'm just saying right here, right now. But anyway, Spaz. I'm going to, dude, I'm going to Icons too. Jeez. You're going to be, you're going to be, a, you're going to be a freaking zombie. But anything else uh, you want to talk about before I let you go for the night? Uh, just a quick shout out to all the cool people in your chat. I know there's a lot of Canadians there. Anybody that's going to be at SummerSlam, if you see me, you want to come say hello, come say hello. If not, I'll be back on here to tell you how it was. Yeah, definitely, and feel free. I'll try to get the phone line open during the during the um, 
the takeover and the SummerSlam show. So that way we get you to call in and let us know what your experience was. But thank you, my friend Spaz. Always appreciated your support. All right. Cheers, bud. All right. Take care. Bye. All right, and that was Spaz Phoenix. That being said, guys, we're going to wrap up this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Appreciate all the love and support. Again, we will be back Friday for previous picks and predictions for SummerSlam. We will be on Friday live after, after NXT TakeOver Toronto 2, and then live after SummerSlam. lot of crazy stuff coming at you during SummerSlam weekend. Let me know your thoughts about everything in the comments, social media, and all over the place. Make sure you guys hit me up on Twitter at OKFabe. Always love live tweeting with you guys during all the shows. Check out the Patreon for the perks. Um, Check out the represent store for the merch. All links, as always, are in the description box below. Thank you guys again for tuning in. I appreciate the continued love and support. Take care, and as always.